this is Jason Roselle, and welcome to Get Inspired, the official podcast and YouTube show that will empower your mind, body, business, social media branding, relationships, and anything that's holding you back from becoming the best version of you. Listen, before I became a TV personality, an author, a celebrity trainer, a life and wellness coach, and the founder of Caliente Fitness, I was broke obese for 20 plus years, full of stretch marks, full of excuses, and most importantly, here's the deal. I was unhappy. I was able to change my life completely, and since then, I've helped thousands do the same. This show is gonna bring you awesome guests, tons of helpful programs that'll aid you, but most importantly, your questions and topics that will make this show your show. My question is this, are you ready to get inspired? We'll get ready because the show starts now. Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Inspired with Jason, the podcast and YouTube show. And as most of you do or some of you don't know, before starting my life, wellness, relationship and branding companies, coaching people and helping them, I was a quote unquote, let's use the term loosely, loosely a famous reality star. Some people call it celeb reality star. Some people call it superstar, whatever you want to call it. I was one of those people, and I say that because I starred in VH1's highest rated uh, show in network history. The name of the show was called I Love New York. And shortly after, they followed up a series of I Love New York Part Two. Now, the show, which brings me in a minute to our guest, our special guest that we have today is a show where 20 bachelors compete for the love of one special lady. Now this lady, uh, her name is Tiffany Pollard, AKA New York. Yes, that's her. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, this show was one of the biggest shows ever. Uh, I went from sleeping in a couch to one day being on billboards and I couldn't believe what happened to my life. Today on the show, I have a gentleman by the name of George Weisberger, AKA Taylor Made. Taylor Made swept the nation by storm. And when I say swept the nation by storm, he won the love and affection of Tiffany Pollard by winning the show, beating out all the gentlemen and becoming one of the biggest reality stars in network history. I'm proud to introduce, introduce you the one and only Taylor Maid. How are you, boss? Hey, Jason, what's going on? It's been a while. Great, great to connect. Oh, my God. It's been, uh, uh, yeah, about, what, 10, 11 years, it's right? It's been over a decade at least. Yeah, yeah, probably 12 years. So what was that, 2008, I think, was the last time I saw you? 2008. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 12 years. So it's been a minute. But uh, and I know you've been asking me to do this for a while. And uh, I'm glad we I finally found an opportunity. Uh, you know, as you, you texted me, uh, you know, earlier in the week and you said, hey, listen, everyone's quarantined. There's no excuse that, you know, you can't have, you know, 30 minutes available for a, for a quick uh, Zoom call. And, and, and I agree. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm here in New York. I do love New York, the city that is. And, um, you know, I felt, uh, you know, we are quarantined. I'm maintaining, you know, uh, social distancing, but it is a decent uh, day out. So I decided to come out of my fire escape and figured I'll, you know, do the, uh, do the interview from here. Absolutely. I mean, we've been for the past few years. I mean, I've had a YouTube channel for a while. I've had so many people 
have interest in obviously what has happened to all the stars of VH1. And you were one of the biggest names that came about. And I was like, what better opportunity to get you on the show? Because the fans have been watching for years. They're still going crazy saying, when are these shows coming back? And I don't know if they're coming back, but we're going to dive in deep and answer a lot of fan-based questions. Of course, catch up with your current life, what you've been up to, and anything to empower and inspire people. Because clearly the name of the show is Get Inspired. You know what I mean? <laughs> you there? Yeah, and I think it's great what you're doing to inspire people. Yeah, I think it's amazing what you're doing to inspire people. I think now more than ever, uh, you know, with COVID-19 and this crisis that we're going through, uh, people need inspiration, especially people, you know, who might be home and alone or first responders, people, uh, you know, obviously people who are sick, who have loved ones who are sick. So I think it's really, uh, you know, I, I heard a little bit about what you're doing with Get Inspired, and, and uh, I commend you. I think it's a great thing. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, we all go through life struggles, which will be one of the things I'll be asking you how you got to where you are today. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to catch up on how you have become so politically active, how you've become such a strong entrepreneur working with large-scale and small-scale businesses, which the audience wants to learn about. But let's just go back in time just a little bit. And for everybody listening right now, if you want to see this actual episode and slides of photos or videos, make sure to check it out on YouTube. You'll be able to enjoy this visually and see that George has not aged one bit. I mean, it's been, it's, come on, tell me the truth. Is it Botox or what's going on? <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think you and I were both just, just lucky. I think we both uh, live healthy lifestyles. I know you're a little bit, you're a lot more into the fitness than I am, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I only drink, you know, in moderation and then, you know, obviously don't, smoke so uh, you know I think I take good care of me and I always and since the show I people used to make fun of me on the show but I did always believe in good skincare uh, you know I used to wear those uh, Korean uh, face masks so uh, you know so I think we've been both been, been blessed in, in that we've kind of uh, you know aged gracefully so to speak yeah. and uh, yeah so it's uh, I'm grateful it's, for that it's a blessing we got it you know we only have you know like I tell people we only have one body one you know we have only one uh, uh, soul one like manifest it make it the best that you can because that's it that's all we have is our health you know what i mean exactly so let me ask you because a lot of the audience that may not know about you or the actual reality shows uh after you 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 did i love new york where me and you met was a show called i love money season two i i, went, I did part one then season two you became a finalist so uh i want everybody to know if you have not ever heard of taylor made uh george weisberger uh, check it out and how he, he, he did so well on these shows. Uh, so the first question, fan base question is, do you, did you really have love for New York and what was it that you were doing prior to the show? Like, and, and how did it end ultimately? Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, I was working in, in, in corporate and, and I just kind of, uh, really wanted to, you know, just kind of kind of itch to do something different. And one day I was reading in the, the New York Post about uh, an open casting call for, uh, you know, I Love New York too. I had seen the first season and, you know, uh, I thought Tiffany was, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, very interesting. And I thought you and, 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 and the dynamic of competing for her, I mean, it was, it was a very, uh, the show was, was, was amazing. And uh, it was definitely entertaining to say the least. And, and uh, yeah, so I decided to give it a try. And, um, you know, I actually, 
quit my job. I had budget meetings coming up and they, uh, uh, they were like, no, we're not going to give you a leave of absence to go on a reality show. But well, I feel like I figured, hey, listen, let me give it a try. And, and it was def definitely a very interesting ex experience. You know, uh, uh, the dynamic of competing against 19 other guys. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not what you'd call like a bro. So uh, this was, uh, you know, an experience kind of living with a lot of guys who were kind of, you know, meatheads, so to speak. And, uh, you know, the strategy of it getting under their skin and kind of, uh, you know, playing them against each other was, was, was definitely very interesting. Uh, it was not, net, you know, I, one thing I always say is, is, is the show, one, it's not scripted, but, but it is a controlled environment. And, you know, it is a competition, so we might act differently than we would uh, under other circumstances. So, so some of the things I did that might have been uh, considered a little, you know, Machiavellian or, or somewhat, uh, you know, uh, you know, dubious, uh, I, you know, that was, that was all part of the game. And then uh, after winning, I loved New York, uh, you, know, you know, did some other shows and then had an opportunity to go on, uh, you know, I Love Money, which, uh, which was actually a very, you know, different dynamic hold because on, hold now, hold you know, it was about, yeah. Hold on. Before we get into I Love Money, not to interrupt, I, you still didn't answer the question, with the, one of the questions, sorry, because I gave you three. Did, yeah. you, did you really, really love New York and what happened after filming I Love New York between the both of you prior to doing I Love Money season two? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, uh, I think, you know, in that controlled environment, you know, sometimes you may... Uh, you know, develop feelings or, or, you know, for someone, but then outside of it, you may see that, you know, you may not necessarily have been as compatible uh, as you were in, in, in that other situation, but she's a, you know, very genuine person. Uh, she's definitely authentic. And I would say of anybody on uh, any of the shows, she's the realist in terms of the characters she's portrays, uh, you know, on television is not uh, any different than, than who she is, uh, when the camera's not rolling. So that, that's one thing I, I will say. She's probably you know, the most authentic, uh, whereas a lot of us, you know, we were on the show, we kind of, uh, you know, work. Story producers had a certain persona uh, that, that might have been a leading uh, on the show. And then, you know, when the cameras are, aren't rolling, they, you know, the, the, the two people are best friends. But uh, with her, uh, you know, she's, she's, uh, you know, she's, she's for real. Uh, so I, I give her that. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it didn't, didn't work out, but, uh, you know, I, I wish her well and she is a, you know, good, good person. And I, I'm happy to see that. I, I think uh, more recently she's been back on TV and I think audiences love her. And I think that that's, uh, that's great. Um, and yeah. And then, uh, then from, you know, from, from being on the show, then, you know, I had the opportunity to go on this different show, which is, which was where I, I, met you in person the first time i i love new york too and uh i'm not, sorry i love money too and uh yeah that was a different dynamic uh yeah i love money uh you know i like for instance uh some people on the show who you would have thought that you know me you know we'd be complete opposites and, and enemies and rivals actually turned out to you know be friends for instance uh kwame smalls who went by the moniker it you know him and i Came friends uh, on the first season on, on I Love New York. And there was a thing where he stole my roses, uh, but I just said this guy is is hysterical, and uh, he was kind of like a, like a Dave Chappelle. Man. He, you know, you've been around him just as cracking up, uh, you know, nonstop. Uh, and on the uh, on I Love Money too, uh, we formed a, uh, an alliance, so to speak, which is how we uh, eliminated you from 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 uh, from contention. But uh, but yeah, it was it was very interesting, and and uh, you know, it, it's funny how so many people from different walks of life kind of came together. 
you know, uh, formed bonds, worked strategically. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing. And I, and I, I have, I don't really watch as much reality TV nowadays, but, uh, but, and I don't know, but I, I think it, I think it was a, I think it was a great show. And I give the producers a lot of credit for coming up with the concept. No, I completely agree. I mean, the, 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 like we're still titled, uh, you know, I was reading an article not too long ago, uh, the real OGs of reality TV. And, and you think about it to yourself and I'm like, damn, I guess I was right. Cause we really were back then these reality shows. And that's my next question. What would you say is the difference between reality shows then and now? Because a lot of times people still ask me to this day, was the show scripted? Was this real? And I usually tell them, hey, look, you know, most of it is edited, but what you saw is what you got. You know what I mean? Uh, I personally did not even know I was competing for New York because you had an advantage point over me. I was on my story, I was a working actor. I had just become SAG. Uh, I did a small role on Entourage season three. I don't know if you remember that show. And Yeah, great show. Yeah, and, and it was not even three months later. You know, I was a working actor not make, you know, making any big hits. I was broke, and uh, I went on Craigslist, and I found this ad. Um, Do you want to be on a Bachelor-like show competing for a girl? And I auditioned. I got this role. Fast forward, they wouldn't tell me who it was. They said it's between these four girls from Flavor of Love. I did the show and I was in cahoots like, oh my God. But to answer the question, my opinion, uh, when I did the show, it was all real editing had to, a lot to do with it. I think most of the shows nowadays are so heavily scripted and guided. Let's, let's rephrase that, guided. They'll put you in a scene because, you know, I've done a few other reality shows since then. I did a competition show uh, on Spike TV with Jillian Michaels that I won. Um, it, it was kind of like, oh, a, really? yeah, it was like, kind of like Top Chef, but it was uh, it's oh, called okay. Wet Inc. It's where um, they brought about thousands of companies, excuse me, out of thousands of fitness companies around the United States, they picked the top 25, and I was one of them, and I competed with other companies in the group fitness division. Anyways, I ended up winning the group fitness division, uh, division becoming a finalist, didn't win, the, the, the actual show, but I won my division. I won $10,000. So again, it's just a change in my opinion. What's your take on it? Yeah. Well, I think that the proliferation of reality TV partly had to do with um, the, the writer's guild strike, which I think was around 2008. Uh, so there was uh, kind of uh, a gap in, in content that, that needed to be filled. Uh, one thing I think now is we do have so much more content with, with streaming services, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I think the quality of truly scripted has, you know, scripted, uh, you know, dramas, you know, out right now. Uh, in terms of reality television, I think you're, you're right in what you said in that it's become more scripted. I think part of that has to do with a lot of the reality shows now are more I, like what you call, I don't know, docu-dramas or docu-series meaning uh, they're not necessarily competition-based shows. They're, uh, you know, what, like The Real Housewives or something. So whereas that is highly scripted. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think one thing that, that was very unfortunate that happened, and one of the reasons that uh, 51 Minds and VH1, you know, stopped with the uh, love, you know, series, so to speak, uh, was that, you know, as you know, there was a tragic uh, you know, murder uh, of one of the contestants was, that was on uh, one of the I Love Money uh, uh, sequels and uh, 
since that, they've had to uh, vet, uh, you know, um, across the whole industry, there's been a lot more vetting of, of contestants. And, and, and why that could be a, a challenge is, as you know from our show, there were some people who were uh, pretty, uh, pretty out there, uh, you know, like Buddha, you know, assaulted me uh, on the show. He uh, headbutted me, kind of lost his temper. And, you know, maybe now, you know, because of the concern of a potential liability, I think maybe now the vetting process is a lot stricter, which would uh, exclude people who might be very entertaining, uh, but, uh, you know, might, might have a, maybe psychologically they, they, they are shown to be, you know, a little, uh, have a temper or whatnot. So. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. I mean, the screening process and, you know, I'm sure has gone from one extreme to the next, but then again, Ironic enough, uh, about a year ago, I had 12-pack on my show, Dave Ammerman, and we talked about this, hence why they had to stop production on all these I Love shows. Ironic enough, I still can't believe for the past, what, 10, 12 years, they have been rerunning at least the original series of I Love New York. I mean, same thing with the, what was it, the Rock of Loves and all these things. Uh, But tell the audience, you know, uh, so you're a entrepreneur now. You're a, I mean, you are very politically active. You, you know, you're working conscious capitalism. Uh, you have, you work with startups, small businesses. What's, what's the next thing for, for George Weisberger, AKA Taylor May? Yeah, well, I mean, on the, uh, you know, entrepreneurial front, you know, I work to help, you know, small businesses, startups, uh, you know, specifically uh, B Corps, which are uh, basically benefit corps or for-profit companies that have a social mission. And, uh, and then politically, I am, uh, uh, I was elected to the, you know, New York State County Committee, and I am very politically active. Uh, obviously, right now is uh, a very trying time for small businesses. I mean, uh, you know, restaurants and, uh, you know, anything in hospitality, uh, you know, I, mean, I know you have a lot of connections in, in, in nightlife and bars. I mean, it's, really uh you know devastating what's what's happened to our uh, uh, economy and just to, so we're clear as i'm looking at you know depending when the audience listens or watch this today is april 9th 2020 we are in the middle of this pandemic a pandemic here in the united states globally around the world and you know i i reiterate that specifically just because <sighs> Life will never be the same, right, George? <laughs> Life yeah. will never be the same. And uh, I got to say, because I do a lot of coaching with different clients, um, uh, there's been a lot of positives. And of course, it's very unfortunate. Obviously, people are unemployed uh, left and right. There's people that are passing away. But when I say positives is people are actually, in a weird sense, more united than they've ever been, right? Families I, are I, right? Families are actually sitting down, having dinners with their family. They're actually gardening. They're actually working on themselves that they weren't doing before because they were so stuck on making money, 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 money. And I, hello, we love money. You know, we know we love money, but this is actually ironic enough has connected us deeper with people, which was lacking before. And I have a feeling we're going to come out of this a lot better, a lot wiser, and a lot more humble because it was missing. Don't you agree? 
Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, here's a perfect example. I mean, you had been asking me to do this for, uh, you know, for like at least a year and, you know, I'm always just texting back and forth. We're both so busy. Uh, and then now finally, you know, just kind of an opportunity to pause and, you know, connect with friends who you hadn't spoken to in a while. Uh, you know, you can see Zoom uh, has been, been, been a great way of bringing people together. Uh, you know, for my mother's birthday, uh, you know, I didn't, we didn't want to see her face to face, obviously, because, you know, um, you know, older people are, are at a higher risk. And, and, you know, we just kind of all connected via Zoom. Uh, like you said, people are, uh, you know, finding opportunities to come together and most importantly, just be grateful for, for what we have. But in the meantime, I hope everybody just stays, stays safe. Stay safe, stay home. And we're going to leave uh, uh, with the audience. I want to ask you, what are your top three books? And yes, George read a lot of books while I was in I Love Money season two. And he was clearly talented and was able to rock out two shows, winning one, becoming a finalist in the other. What are your top three recommendations for books for people that are trying to like rock it out become strategists that I, I got to admit, I admired what you did in these shows. So give us those top three books real quick. All right. So, yeah, so I'll give some of my favorite books, not necessarily uh, personal of uh, favorites of, of in, in all genres, but specifically uh, when it comes to strategy on something like a you know, reality show or just using strategies uh, in, in, in everyday life. Uh, Robert Greene uh, is the author of uh, 48 Laws of Power uh, and the Art of Seduction. Uh, both of those books were uh, very useful uh, in uh, forming strategies on I Love uh, New York and I Love Money. Uh, Seduction, isn't that? Which is a great. Really, it's about strategies, not about love? Well, it's about strategies. Uh, it, it, what I like about Robert Greene is what he'll do is he'll, he'll look at historical figures and strategies that they used uh, in, you know, for instance, in. Uh, 48 Laws of Power, he might be talking about a strategy that Napoleon used, uh, you know, to defeat, uh, you know, uh, an adversary. And, and then he'll, he'll, he'll link that to one of his 48 laws. And the same thing with the art of seduction. He'll look at uh, historical figures like Casanova, Cleopatra, and look at some of the ways that they were able to, uh, you know, seduce, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, lovers, so to speak. And uh, so I think both those books are, are very applicable to, uh, you know, the, the, type of shows that we were on. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Outliers, which uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, or actually a better one by Malcolm Gladwell, which I've read more recently, would be very applicable, uh, is, uh, you know, David and, Goli and Goliath. And it's all about underdogs and how underdogs can uh, prevail and how sometimes having what's perceived as a weakness can be a strength. And I definitely think that I use that on both I Love New York. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they, the rivalry between Buddha and I, they, a lot of people uh, refer to it as a David and Goliath type, uh, yeah. uh, you know, rivalry. And, and in and I Love Money, our alliance, our team was called the underdogs. And a lot of that included playing possum, you know, not showing your hands, letting your opponents, you know, think that you're weak. Um, and, you know, so definitely two great reads, uh, a few great reads that I would recommend. That is so awesome. Yeah, I got to say, I, I was just saying this on my podcast yesterday. The strongest mu muscle that we all have is only six inches between our ears. It's our brain. And clearly, Absolutely. you had the most thriving, strongest brain muscle. And, and once again, uh, I can't believe it's been this long, but, it, but it's been such a pleasure to have you on. I want everybody to make sure to follow George, a.k.a. Taylor Made, on his social media. I'm going to be adding his links here in the caption. 
Uh, George, thank you for being you. You look fantastic. Keep on inspiring Thanks, people. And maybe we can do a part two sometime, okay? Yeah, sounds great. You know, uh, it's, I'm glad we finally uh, you know, got to connect. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a pleasure. Speak to you soon, buddy, and stay safe. Cheers. Hey, mind right, body tight. I'll see you in the next one. Are you loving my show and has this episode helped you in any way, shape, or form? If so, make sure to subscribe and leave me a five-star review, thumbs up, all that jazz. Why? Because all these things count. Make sure to follow me at Jason Roselle Live on all social media platforms and take a screenshot of this episode and hit me up on IG. Tag me. I want to start a conversation with you and spread more awareness. Feel free to visit my website, jasonrosell.com, where you can get my free ebooks when you subscribe, view my programs, one-on-one Skype coaching, and more. But most importantly, send me your questions. Send me your topics that you want me to cover for upcoming episodes. It's all about giving love and getting love, right? Stay ready, stay humble, get inspired.